0: hello this is pastor Corey Ehrman you're listening to my podcast I hope it blesses encourages and inspires you I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching thank you for tuning in and God bless praise God well last week I began to speak to you about understanding the anointing how many of you were blessed by that understanding the anointing it's it's extremely important that as Christians we understand what the anointing is and it it is a, it's a word you know i mean well if you if you get around so called you know pentecostal charismatic people and uh, they're most likely at some time have heard the word anointing but uh, you get around mainline denominational type evangelical type christians uh you know or traditional christians and you start talking about the anointing they just look at you like what what is that is that even in the bible well of course since it's in the bible when you're talking about the anointing the moment you say jesus christ you mean jesus you know you're saying jesus the anointed one Uh, so he is the anointed one and he is the one that anoints us with the holy spirit and he said that that he will baptize us with the holy ghost and fire and that he will be anointed and david talked about being anointed with fresh oil so there is a fresh anointing every day so it's important to understand what the anointing is and we started to talk about that last week but also today i want to speak to you about applying the anointing applying the anointing and how many of you are excited about that okay i just want to make sure that we i'm 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 still at the river today so let me let me try that one more time today i want to speak to you about applying the anointing all right good all right good i think we're, st- we're at the river this morning this sunday morning i thought maybe i came to the bedside baptist this morning but or mattress methodist but we are at the river amen <laughs> hallelujah glory to god so this week is rbi revival don't miss out three nights it's open to everyone come press in god's going to do amazing things here and i'm going to be speaking about revival and one of the things i'm going to do this week don't do not miss out i've got tons and tons of books some of them are very old books that are out of print i mean books that were literally printed over a hundred years ago that talk about the history of the different revivals first hand accounts of what happened in these revivals i mean i'm going to read some of these some excerpts from these revivals from what happened the testimonies and how the power of god was falling and, and it, it'll amaze you and it'll make you hungry and it'll also help you to realize that god's been moving for two thousand years in the same exact way that he's moving today. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit has not changed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the anointing that was released on the day of Pentecost is still flowing. Amen. God is still moving with signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Was he moving with signs, wonders, and miracles in on at three uh, ten thousand feet in Ethiopia? Wow. Yeah. Ten thousand feet Ethiopia. Brother George had a, a had an open air crusade at ten thousand feet. They had to walk up the mountain and people were so hungry right for three days three days three days they were coming from all around the different villages and stuff and that mountaintop used to be uh, a high place for uh, for witchcraft uh, for voodoo worship but they've taken it over for the lord and i mean people i mean people are hungry when god moves when the spirit of god moves people will come from all over but when god's not moving people are not going to have an incentive to come they're not going to be excited about coming that's why it is absolutely key and important that we understand that the anointing is real, the anointing is for today, and we need to know how to apply the anointing. And there are various kinds of anointing, so I want to focus on that today. So let's go to some of our foundational scriptures. If you open your Bibles with me. Amen, amen. As important a subject as the anointing is for the New Testament church, there is a vast lack of understanding in the modern day church of what the anointing is and how it functions. The Apostle Paul writing, To the Corinthians in the first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 12 said, Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. And actually the word there is not even the gift. The word gift is not there. It just says in the Greek, it's spirituals or the spiritual dimension. So I do not want you to be ignorant about spiritual things or the operation of the spirit, the realm of the spirit, amen, or the anointing. So when we refer to the anointing, we are referring to spirituals, the things that are spiritual. It is the power of God. It is the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit is everywhere all the time. He is omnipresent, but he is not always manifesting his presence. The anointing is a manifest presence of God. When the Holy Spirit is actively moving and working and you see his results, you see the results of his operation. That's what we call the anointing. Amen so it is very important that we understand so let's look at some of these foundational scriptures first go with me to luke chapter 4 verse 15 through 19 and jesus returned in the power of the spirit into galilee and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about and he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all and he came to nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up for to read and there was handed on to him the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the lord or the year of jubilee year of total freedom when which happened every 50 years under the Old Testament where all debts were canceled, all properties and everything that was lost was restored. There was a total year of restoration, full restoration. So the anointing will bring full restoration in your life. How many of you would like some full restoration? <laughs> Glory to God. So you, that's why it's so important that we know how to tap into the anointing. Because without the anointing, it is impossible to see the supernatural. It is impossible to see healing. It is impossible to see restoration. Amen. Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon him because he has been anointed. To do what? He wasn't anointed to feel good, feel some goosebumps. Amen. He was anointed for a purpose. So the anointing always comes for a purpose. There is always a purpose attached to the anointing. The anointing is always released to accomplish a divine plan and a divine purpose. And how many of you know that there is a divine plan and a divine purpose purpose for your life? So you need the anointing for the fulfillment of that divine plan and purpose. And then, of course, Jesus, uh, if you keep reading, on in this in this chapter Luke 4 then Jesus you know when he sits down the eyes of everyone are focused on him because remember now this is as his custom was he went into the synagogue this is Nazareth where he grew up amen so he it was his custom to go to the synagogue they knew him there he had attended there regularly every Saturday most of his adult life so they knew him he had stood up to read many other times before in the synagogue but this time he opens the book from the scroll of isaiah and he begins to read the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me and he was anointed if you read earlier in the chapter when he went to the river jordan to be ja- baptized by john when he came up out of the water the heavens opened the father spoke out of heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and then the spirit of the lord came down like a dove and landed upon him or lighted upon him as another translation says so that he was anointed by the holy spirit then he was led into the wilderness by the spirit and when he came up came out of the wilderness we read that he was empowered or he was in the in the fullness of the power of the holy spirit when he came to nazareth but he sits down after reading and then the bible says that the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were focused and fixed on him i mean they heard hey they had heard him read before but this time something is different this time something is different (laughs) amen this time something is different I was reading the story of Smith Wigglesworth and, um, you know, his wife got saved first and got filled with the Holy ghost. And, uh, and he persecuted her for about 10 years. She would go to meetings. And of course, you know, this is about a hundred years ago in England, you know, late night revivals. I mean, you know, those meetings were like our meetings. They lasted like till midnight. So sometimes she'd get home at midnight, but he would lock the door on her and just go to bed. So she would come home, the door would be locked. She wouldn't be able to get in the house. She would literally sometimes in the middle of the winter sleep outside on the on the on the you know pavement on the on the doorstep. She would sleep there, and he would wake up in the morning to to get the milk and the newspaper. How many of you remember the days when fresh milk was delivered to your house in bottles? Anybody remember those days? <laughs> that that happened when I was a child in Turkey. You know, you get fresh milk delivered to your you know door in, in bottles. And you had to consume it that day because it was daily milk it wouldn't last to the next day it was like manna but it was fresh without all the additives and all the junk in it the chemicals that you know everything's fabricated now you know factory milk that's another story but maybe i'll preach on that one day but i better not announce it because nobody will come so, well, I'll announce it. Milk and prosperity. I'll announce milk and prosperity. <laughs> everybody will come <laughs> to hear about the food industry. <laughs> Any, anyways, <laughs> coming, coming back to the subject. Land <laughs> the milk and honey. And, and, you know, <laughs> and then everybody will come. Uh, because if i do like a healthy living healthy eating seminar you know nobody's going to come everybody will be at mcdonald's while i'm preaching on healthy eating ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, jesus <laughs> relax people it's okay you can smile <laughs> Oh, is it the McDonald's thing that got you? Now you're feeling all you you have to come and repent today. So, anyways, so she would sleep on the doorstep on the pavement, literally. And so when he would wake up in the morning, open the door to get the daily newspaper and and the milk or whatever, she would just rise up, sh- you know, her face shining, said, Hey honey, how are you? Good morning. She would go right into the a, a, a kitchen and make, make you know cooking breakfast you know and so she did that for close to 10 years and he finally broke him and then when he was uh 56 he got saved and got baptized with the holy ghost on fire and then uh and then she was saying i can't and then he, he started to preach and she would go i can't believe that's my smitty i can't believe that's my smitty you know, because he had changed so much, you know, because he was a tough plumber kind of guy and uh, rough guy, you know, and then, and then he ministered till he was 86, a great apostle of faith and traveled all around and had over 20 people raised from the dead and just phenomenal ministry and traveling all over the world back then when, you know, you're basically traveling by train or bus or, or boat wasn't as easy as today. So anyways, so, I mean, he had changed so much. She, she would say, I can't believe that's my Smitty." You know, so here's Jesus
1: reading and everybody's looking at him because, wow,
0: is this, this is the Jesus we know? What happened? Because until then he was Jesus of Nazareth. But from that moment on, he's Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one and the anointing. Now the, 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 the elements or the dimension of the anointing is added on his life. So there is a difference. There's something there that wasn't there before. Even though he was the son of God in human flesh, the word made flesh. Now there's something different because now he's been anointed and he's empowered by the Holy spirit returning to Galilee, uh, returning to Nazareth in the power of the Holy spirit. There's something different about him. There's a new dimension. There's a new element and people recognize it and they're looking at him. And then he stands up and he says, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Fulfilled. So, If you want to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life, you need the anointing. How many of you want to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life? You have to have the anointing because the anointing is a supernatural equipment to get the job done. And you have a job to do and you need that supernatural equipment to get the job done. So the anointing is that element of supernatural empowerment. Supernatural grace. It's the divine grace. It's the gift of divine grace. Um, I was reading after the unabridged memoirs of Marco Polo. Anybody ever heard of Marco Polo? Now you have to get the unabridged memoirs and you can find them on the internet. If you get the, the abridged one where they have, you know, cut out anything that has to do with the supernatural, or whatever you, you but you have to get the unabridged memoirs. So he was traveling. He was traveling. You know, you know, he traveled from, Europe to China, and his father and grandfather actually had left when he was a little boy, and then they came back many, 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 many years later. And he was a grown man, and then he heard all the stories about what had happened. So he wanted to, you know, go on an expedition and travel out to China. And he was, he was passing through what is, what would be today Iraq, your nation, and was close to the area of Baghdad. And then um, he came to this one area, and he refers to the people as the people of the Mohammedan faith. The muhammadans and there was a caliph there and the, the christians basically controlled all the trade routes so they were very wealthy they knew how to prosper so they were they were <laughs> they were uh, very wealthy and they controlled all the trade routes and everything and the muhammadans were persecuting them obviously and the caliph you know they would always be persecuting them and so one day he comes to they come you know he comes to the christians and then um, challenges them. And he says, "I was reading in your book where it talks about moving mountains." And he would put these tests out to the Christians to test their faith, to test if they really believed the word and if that word was really true. And he comes to them and he says, "I see in your book that, that
1: you're supposed to be able to move mountains And he gave them a week, he says. Next week, this time, this mountain. You got you move this mountain, Christians. No, it's in the book. It's, it's it's really happened. You move this mountain. I'll become a Christian. If you don't, I'll kill every one of you. So, all
0: the Christians obviously now they all fell on their faces, begin to cry out to the Lord and pray, and then um. They were praying for, I think he had given them like 10 days. So they prayed for like a week. And on the seventh day, one of the ministers, one of the bishops had a vision of this small town, a village, maybe about 100 kilometers from that area, that there was a one-eyed shoemaker, that he had the gift of divine grace on him. That he had the gift of divine grace on him to move the mountain that they should go and find this one-eyed shoemaker in this one town so the bishop and takes a few other leaders with him and they travel to this small town looking for the one-eyed shoemaker and obviously when you come to the town you ask for the one-eyed shoemaker everybody knows the one-eyed shoemaker so they came to the one-eyed shoemaker explained to him everything the challenge that was put out to them by the Mohammedan Caliph. That they were all going to be butchered if they didn't move this one particular mountain. And that the Lord had shown them in a vision while they were praying that he is the one that has the gift of divine grace upon him. Because that's how he wrote it in his, his memoirs. The gift of divine grace, which would probably we would call the gift of faith or the special divine anointing on him to move this mountain. And the one-eyed shoemaker was like, you know, <laughs> who am I? I'm just a shoemaker, you know, how can I even move this mountain, you know? They said, "No, no, no! You're the one. You're coming with us." So they took him, and then uh, they took him. And it, the day had come, and the cliff came with all of his men, and and all the the swordsmen were there, and all the military was there, and you know everybody was ready. And the Christians came, and there was the mountain. And then uh, I don't know if you ever heard the story. Maybe you've heard the story, because I'll get to that. But, um. So the one eye shoemaker fell on his knees, and he looked up to the heavens, and he began to pray, "Oh Lord, our God, maker of heaven and earth, who made this mountain, I pray right now that this mountain be moved in Jesus' name. And there was this mighty earthquake, and the place shook, and the mountain just literally crumbled and disappeared. And if you read in the writings of Marco Polo, it says the Mohammedans were in a stupor. They were uh, were stupefied, which means they were like, they were stupefied. Walked around for several days going, and when the Caliph died, they did not bury him as a Muslim man. They buried him with the Christians. Because when they removed his garments, they found that he was wearing a cross under his garments. That he had converted. And from that day on, he completely left the Christians alone. And anytime there was a major need, a crisis, he would call on the Christians to pray.
1: Now, uh, Bishop of Baghdad,
0: uh, Canon Andrew White, has gone to that town in Iraq and found the place because to this day they still celebrate the day when the mountain was removed they celebrated in that little area of Iraq but let me tell you the story of the one-eyed shoemaker why he was a one-eyed shoemaker you want to hear this yes. so one day this beautiful young lady comes to his shop obviously wearing long garments as they would do dressed very modestly in those days not like today Ladies, you know, some of you you really need to watch your clothing.
1: So this
0: young lady sat down and so she put her foot out for him to take her foot and measure her foot, because that's how made they made shoes. Everything was custom made. You would measure the foot and make a custom fit shoe. And as she put her foot out, somehow her skirt kind of opened up and he was able to see up to her thigh. And he immediately feeling that he should not be overcome with lust he immediately asked her to leave will you please leave the shop so she left the shop and he went to the back took out one of those hooks because he knew that the bible said that it's better for him to go to heaven with one eye than go to hell with two eyes and he took the hook and gouged out one of his eyes Because he wanted to be pure and holy before the Lord. No wonder the gift of divine grace was on the one-eyed shoemaker.
1: You want to talk about having the fear
0: of God in your life and the desire to live holy and pure that you're willing to pluck out an eye? because you saw up to the thigh of a lady today i mean you can see almost every lady's thigh now the way they dress and walk around you have to go around like this i mean i mean it's tough people come up i got to pray for them and i'm about to lay hands on women and i have to turn my face because of the way they're dressed you know i just have to look away you you don't want me to gouge my eyes out in front of everybody here i mean it's tough it's, it's tough dealing with this I mean, it, it, you should go to try to preach in Ukraine. All the women were in miniskirts. And I said to the pastor, what is wrong with these people? He said, man, I've been trying for years to get them to understand, but it's just the way the culture is. So, Well, you got to change the culture. you got to preach the word.
1: I mean, it, it's bad. It's bad. You know,
0: women need to dress modestly. I mean, you, it, it doesn't mean to be ugly. I'm not talking about being ugly, dress ugly or, you know, You can dress very fine in a modest way and really put on, you know, moderate amount of makeup to look good. Amen. But some people overdo it because they follow the way of the world. And so you should not be following the way of the world. Amen. Amen. So I'll throw that one out for free. (laughs) And guys, you need to make make a covenant with your eyes that you shall not look at anything wicked and evil. And if I have to make a call here now for those that need to repent from pornography, I think we're going to get probably quite a number of people because according to statistics, a third of the men, even in church, struggle with that stuff. So you better get your, keep, get your life clean. You want to be anointed because you're the first ones up to have hands laid on you for prosperity. But as soon as you get back home, instead of getting on the internet and developing your mental capacity and learning things, you're looking at filthy pornography. And so that's why you're never breaking through. And so let me smack that up the side of the head right now because that's really sad that according to statistics, one-third of men in church. I mean, it's crazy. They were having a preacher's convention. Preachers. These are pastors and preachers, full-time ministers convention in this one hotel. When all the preachers left after the three, four-day convention, the hotel discovered that, Half of them watched all the porno channels (laughs) on the on the the, the, you know the TV things. Some of them the you know pay pay per view stuff. Unbelievable, unbelievable. No wonder, no wonder. There's
1: no revival in the church, and you know you
0: got to deal with this stuff. But I'm talking about applying the anointing. I still am (laughs) because every one of you. Wanted to know how to apply the anointing and prosper and break through. But these are the things, these are the hindrances to the anointing. Look at the story of the one-eyed shoemaker. He would not even tolerate that one little moment of whatever he felt that he should gouge out his eye. Because it's better for him to go to heaven with one eye than go to hell
1: with two eyes. So.
0: So we will have an altar call and i believe some of you guys that really need to deal with this you need to deal with this right now
1: today it's a problem big problem and i know a lot of people don't want to talk about it but i'm going to talk about it because i'm not worried about what you think i'm concerned about what god thinks and if i don't do my job then i'm in trouble so
0: if you're struggling with this, we'll help you. There's been other men that have come and confessed it over the years and we've helped them get free. So get some help. We're here to help you. We're not it's not about trying to condemn you, but we really want to see you break through, man. And uh it's a problem. It's a big problem. And so I have to address it. Amen. And if the statistics are right, we probably have some people sitting here today or watching on the internet that are struggling with this thing and I
1: hope that the statistics here at the river are lower. but you'd be surprised what goes on? Amen. Amen. So we're still talking about applying the anointing because
0: uh. For you to be able to apply the anointing. If you want to have the gift of divine grace on your life. To be able to move mountains. You're going to have to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And I shouldn't just pick on the man. Maybe, I mean, even, I'm, I'm hearing that there are even women that struggle with pornography. So. I mean, we had to, we had somebody, we had a staff member from many, many, many years ago. We had to let the young lady go because she was looking at pornography on the church computer. My God. Well, people don't know the story. Of course, she left slamming the door and cussing me out and cussing Pastor Godville out and cussing Pastor Humday out, you know, and and everything else. I mean... And she says she was educating herself. My God, what kind of education is that? That's the excuse. You're educa- I'm, I'm educating myself. Wow. On the church computer, educating yourself with the <laughs> filth of hell. Uh, excuse me, while I puke. So, And then, of course, she goes out and making up all kinds of stories of, you know, why she was fired and everything else. And we never said anything, you know. Ran us down. I mean, went to another church. You know, I tried to warn the
1: pastor, you know. Pastor didn't want to listen
0: to me, hired her, fired her. (laughs) You know, it's just amazing the stuff that goes on. They're willing to trust her and not me, you know. But I'm not surprised because when you're dealing with people that criticize you for your ministry, they're not going to listen to you. They They criticize the ministry. And then they find themselves in a position where they, the very ministry they criticize, they need that very ministry they criticize. So, um, and Jesus' ministry was
1: criticized. Amen? But the people that needed that ministry, they
0: came and they got set free. So, you have an opportunity to get set free, but it's going to happen when you deal with the things that you need to deal with. Amen? So let's go now Luke chapter 5 verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by. Which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Everyone say the power of the Lord was present to heal them. As you can see the healing was taking place because the power of the Lord was present. So the omnipresence of the lord was being manifested in healing was becoming was turning into a manifest presence so the omnipresence of god is everywhere god is everywhere all the time healing power of god is available for everyone all over the world no one can get away from god's presence amen so and the thing is you don't have to necessarily go to a certain place to receive healing because healing is what there, right where you are it's just not manifested, but it will manifest when you have faith for it. It will manifest when you have an expectation for it. It'll manifest when you press in for it. It'll manifest when you ask for it, asking you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Amen. Knocking the door shall be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone seeks finds. To everyone that knocks on the door, the door is opened. So the door is there, it just has to be open. And so the moment it's opened, then the anointing is released. the anointing begins to manifest the anointing begins to function and Then you're able to receive what you need Supernaturally if if it's healing you can receive healing. Amen. If it's wisdom you can receive wisdom if it's a miracle You can receive a miracle if you need to be saved you're saved by God's divine power It is not of you, but it is by the power of God by the work of the Holy Spirit the inner work of the Holy Spirit You are born again by the washing of the Spirit Then go with me to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, we're going to read from
1: verse 20 and verse 27. I'm going to read from the Amplified.
0: So if it comes across a little loud, it's because it's Amplified. But you have been anointed by, you hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One or the Holy Spirit and you
1: know all truth and you know
0: all things and then verse 27 but as for you the anointing the sacred appointment the unction i like that the sacred appointment the unction which you receive from him abides permanently in you so then you have no need that anyone should instruct you But just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and is no falsehood, you must abide in, live in, never depart from him, being rooted in him, knit to him, just as his anointing has taught you to do. So the anointing will teach you. But this is not in the sense of you not needing to come to church where you don't need any preachers or teachers. Obviously, the fivefold ministry is given for the edification of the body of Christ. But this is about being instructed on a daily basis in the daily affairs of life. When you're going through life on a Monday. When you're going through life on a Tuesday at work. When you are dealing with things on a Thursday night with your family, with your children, with your wife, with your husband, with your family members. When you're dealing with the daily affairs of life. You need instruction. You need the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you need wisdom, it's available by the anointing. So the anointing can manifest in your life and this is really the greatest way that the anointing can manifest remember what jesus said about the holy spirit when he comes what is his threefold ministry in the world to convict in terms of sin judgment and righteousness so the holy spirit will convict so the number one function of the holy spirit is to bring conviction of sin because he is the holy spirit He's holy and pure and when he comes in contact or when he comes across anything that's impure and holy, it's going to grieve him and he will want you to repent from it, turn away from it, cut it off, cut it out of your life. So he comes to convict. So if you cannot receive the conviction of the Holy Spirit, which is the primary work, then you cannot even go further and receive the rest of it. That's what I'm talking about, Christians. I know you want to be anointed. I know you want to carry the power of God and, and fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life. You I know that you, deep down in your heart, you desire to be empowered, to prosper, to break through, to rise up and succeed in whatever God's called you to do. Amen? Amen. But you have to make sure that you allow the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. When the Holy Spirit convicts you of little things, repent. Be quick to repent. Don't cover it up. Don't hide it. Don't lie about it. Just come clean. Just come clean. Just come clean. As soon as you come clean, the quicker you come clean, the better it will be for you. Because you cannot live as a Christian continually under the conviction of the Holy Spirit without repenting. You will be miserable. I mean, you're going to be the most miserable person on the planet. And you're going to be fighting. There's going to be this war going on on the inside of you. You're never going to have peace. You're going to be wrestling with the Spirit of God. The conviction comes and you push it away. The conviction comes, you push it away. And you know what the Bible says? After a while, he will no longer convict you. He will leave you to a reprobate mind. The word reprobate comes from the word reproof. That means to be tried over and over and over again. So he'll test you. He'll test you. or he'll, he'll give you the same test. He'll give you the same test. I mean, how many times are you going to fail at 10, 15, 20? I mean, he's so merciful and so patient. He'll keep giving you the test. But after a while, if you just harden your heart and you will not receive the conviction of the Holy Spirit, then he will just leave you to your own self. The Bible is very clear about that. It says even in Hebrews chapter 6 that there are people that have tasted the powers of the world to come, the glory of God, the good word of God. And they have tasted the heavenly things, but yet continue in that same sin that the Holy Spirit is convicting them to repent from. And the Bible says that it's almost impossible to bring them back to repentance when they're so backslidden and they've hardened their heart against the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Then no longer can the Holy Spirit even because the, the voice gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, you know, first it's loud. That's wrong. Please repent. I'm going to help you. I'm going to set you free from this. And then if you keep speaking, speaking, but you just keep ignoring and ignoring, and then there's no longer the voice of the spirit anymore. He'll go, he'll turn into a whisper. And then after a while, he'll just, he'll go off the air. And you don't want to come to that point of no
1: return. You don't ever want to come to that point of no return. There is a point of no return. Amen. It's not once saved always saved that's not in, even in the bible the
0: bible is very clear about certain people that have crossed a, a line where there's it's like the point of no return they've crossed that point of no return you don't want to come to that point you don't want to come to that place amen you want to be humble and you want to be uh, uh you want to keep your heart soft and you want to make sure that The conviction of the Spirit is there, and you listen to the voice of the Lord. So if you cannot listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, how are you going to even receive divine strategies that are going to prosper you? Because I want everyone to be in a position where they can become millionaires in this place. You can succeed and grow and be wealthy, but be a godly woman, and a godly man of character and integrity and be wealthy walking in the power of the spirit and in the anointing, but you've got to keep your life pure and holy. You've got to separate yourself from the filth that will, will entangle you. Be holy for I am holy separate. Do not touch the unclean thing that I will be your God and you'll be my people. So it's extremely important that we understand that the voice of the spirit comes number one, because he is the Holy spirit. He works his number one primary work in our lives is to make us holy it's the sanctification the process of sanctification salvation is immediate the moment you believe you are born again your spirit is saved but then there is the process of sanctification having your mind renewed so that you do not continue to conform to the things of this world and that's a process stripping away the other junk the cultural junk the worldly junk the fleshly junk whatever junk that's going to hinder you it has to be stripped away cut off cut off it's a pruning right jesus talked about it in john 15 the pruning and what's the purpose of the pruning to make you more fruitful so it's good it's good i know it's not fun when you go through some pruning makes your flesh really uncomfortable amen you know no one likes to be chastised and disciplined But the Bible also says, do not despise the chastisement of the Lord or disciplining of the Lord. For he disciplines whom he loves. And so it may be painful while you're going through the disciplining process. But the good news is in the end, when you allow that process and allow the Lord to change you, in the end, it's going to bear the fruit of righteousness, increase the fruit of righteousness and peace in your life. Hallelujah. So this is good stuff. So instead of running away from the pain, because here's what we do. When the conviction comes or when we struggle with something, I know it's painful to face it.
1: So we try not to face it. But let me tell you, the pain
0: of facing that is nothing compared to the eternal pain you'll face. So go ahead and face it now. Go ahead and face it now and let the Lord just deal with that so you don't suffer in eternity you don't want your children to suffer either is that right you want to make sure that you pass down an inheritance to your children's children an inheritance of righteousness that is the number one thing you can pass down to your children inheritance of righteousness the righteous that live by faith so It's absolutely important that we understand the the instruction of the spirit. He abides in us. And what is he? He is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of truth. He abides in you. That you have no need of anyone instructing you. But just as his anointing teaches you concerning what? Everything. Say everything. 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 The Holy Spirit will help you with everything. He'll teach you about every single thing. It is true. It's not a falsehood. He's not going to lead you into error. He's always going to lead you into that which is true. Amen. Amen. Then go to Isaiah 10 27. Isaiah 10 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Any yoke of bondage can be destroyed by the power of the anointing. And what's the purpose of a yoke? You yoke an oxen or you yoke an animal to be able to control the direction. Tell them where to be able to go. So the enemy will come and try to put yokes on your life. These come in different forms of bondage. It could be fear. It could be lust. It could be some perversion. It could be some, some mentality. It could be a stronghold, something. He'll try to yoke you and to control you and to lead your life. When you're supposed to be going in this direction in the Lord's calling, he'll try to steer you and get, make you go this direction. That's the purpose of the yoke. But the anointing will come to destroy that yoke and totally set you free so that you can be absolutely free without any hindrance to walk in the plan and purpose of God and prosper and succeed and be blessed and be fruitful. Glory to God. Amen. 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 So how can we help people without the anointing? It's impossible. I've had people come here to this church. They've been through counseling. They've gone to Christian counselors for years. It's still the same. They come. 15 minutes power of god comes on them totally sets them free totally sets them free they leave never the same again they're like they're they're even shocked what happens because it's the anointing you cannot help people through psychology psychology has to do with the psyche or the soul it's mind and will i mean when, when you got spiritual issues you can't help them through psychology you cannot counsel demons you have to cast them out and break the power Break that yoke of bondage. It's only by the power of God you can do that. And removing burdens. People carry burdens. They're burdened by life. They're burdened because of the death of a loved one. They're burdened because of a divorce. They're burdened because, I mean, I got a letter. I was reading it. I just started to weep. I got a letter from a 55 year old Turkish man. Just a handwritten letter that came, one of our TV viewers. I mean, I I was just reading the letter. The guy is telling me his life story. I mean, just a broken man, just a broken man. He's literally crying out, please, I beg you, help me. Telling me all the stuff you went through. And I mean, if I read it to you, it's like, wow. It's it's a miracle that this guy's even alive. How do you even help somebody like that? You cannot help a person like that without the anointing because he's, he's burdened. He's 55 years old. He's been through two divorces. I mean... Uh, The stuff he's talking about, what happened with his family, I mean, and his business. I mean, he's burdened down with all the stuff and the guilt and the shame and the pain and just the the, people carry burdens. People carry baggage. That's why I tell singles, before you get married, make sure you don't bring a whole bunch of trash bags into the marriage because she comes with a couple of big trash bags on her back. He comes with five trash bags on his back and then they come and put them all together and they got all this trash and then they're trying to have a healthy marriage be happy and all this junk is there and all this baggage that burdens them down and you gotta all that stuff you gotta be what do you do with garbage you throw it in the fire and burn it you need the fire of the holy ghost to burn all that junk out of you so when young people come to me i lay hands on them lord i release the fire of god on them burn out all the junk So that they're ready, prepare them. I mean, because it's easy to go down there and get a date and sign some papers. But the real challenge is walking it out. (laughs) You got to be prepared spiritually. Two halves don't make a whole. And sometimes people come and go, she goes, I'll put in 50%. You put in 50%, we'll have 100%. No, you won't. You'll have a quarter you got to both be able to put in a hundred percent and you got to be hundred percent whole hundred percent healthy and hundred percent free and you got to put in hundred percent amen? amen just like jesus put a hundred percent in he put everything in and that's what he says he, he he loves the church just like husbands are supposed to love their wives husbands you got to put a hundred percent in some husbands they don't put anything in just some money well i'm, I'm i'm putting some money in that's not enough guy's responsibility is not just to put in money he is the priest of the home you got to put in spiritually to the children to your wife prayer leading them covering them protecting them providing security emotional spiritual physical security i mean there's a lot involved the husband's away working making money sending money home and he thinks he's doing his duty and that's not enough there's more required of you please thank you for that one amen and so some of you guys you got to li- get some things in order because those are some of the hindrances to the breakthroughs you know make sure that you get your priorities right priorities are important amen, amen. so get your priorities right make sure you put it hundred percent hallelujah is this helping anybody here today So now I want you to go and turn with me to um, Exodus chapter 35.
1: Talking about applying the anointing. You got it? Exodus 35. We're going to read from verse 30. Here's the story of the Israelites. Now, these men were slaves. 400 years, several generations of slavery.
0: The only thing they knew to do was make bricks from mud and straw and carry them on their backs like donkeys and slave away for the egyptian masters and build these pyramids
1: and all the other idolatrous places that the egyptians
0: had and so they were basically serving the devil i mean they they were being made to work for the devil's purpose amen so then god brings them out signs and wonders brings them out and he has a plan and purpose for them and he begins to establish that plan and purpose now, now look right here exodus chapter 35 verse 30 and moses said to the children of israel former slaves who have no education no skill no experience amen see the lord has called by name bezalel the son of uri the son of her of the tribe of judah i mean it doesn't get any more specific than that. I mean, God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly who you are. When He says John, He's not meaning this John or is it this John or that? He knows exactly. I mean, He's calling them to the third generation. You know, no, I want this John right here. That's the David I want. That David right there. Hey, Amen. That's the obina I want right there. There are many Obis right, but no, no, I want that Obi right there amen hallelujah i see another hand over here huh yes you're there and the lord knows exactly where you are and there are many ades, but that ade is he wants that one many eloes but he wants that one right there he knows exactly which elo he wants amen hallelujah there's only one coffee though there's only one coffee i'm just teasing i used to i used to you know when i was a kid i was teased for my name my turkish name because he no, no one really even has that name and you know when you're growing up as a kid you're teased you know and you feel funny about your name and everything but then after i got saved i am so happy i love my name it's unique i've never met anybody with my name that's so great that's so great hallelujah i mean you know my name means with dunamis full of dunamis I mean my god it just doesn't get any better that had to be prophetic that had to be prophetic I mean I like it now it's great Pastor Guchlu I mean come on you know, Pastor full of power I mean it just doesn't get any better than that I mean I could have been Pastor Mohammed or some <laughs> Pastor Abdullah or some crazy name like that Jesus help me thank god i like my name hallelujah you know the bible says that jesus will give you a stone with a new name on it i think it's key that we pray we hear from the holy ghost what's on that stone and put that name on our child amen because that name means something very significant that's who you were created to be what god's called you to be you know and it's important so, see, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the son of, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God or anointed him. Everyone said anointed him. And also, what? In wisdom and understanding. So, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship. So, the anointing came on him, but it wasn't just so like, woo, pray, oh, I got the anointing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> But it was was a purpose. There's a purpose attached to the release of this anointing on this man's life. It is what? Wisdom and understanding. And knowledge. This is an uneducated Israelite.
1: Born a slave, raised a slave. Never went to school. All he ever did in his life was make bricks
0: and carry them like a mule. That's all he ever knew to do. Probably only had one set of clothes, rags. That's all he ever had. Here now comes the anointing on this man. An obscure man.
1: I mean, just out of obscurity, the Lord calls him and puts his anointing on him and fills him with the Spirit of God and fills him with wisdom and understanding
0: in all knowledge and all manner of workmanship. I mean, craft being able to work with his hands now he's got knowledge it's almost like he's been trained because you know when you're talking about different crafts you train your whole life you start out as a child you know as an apprentice and you have a master that teaches you and you grow and you gain experience it takes you know you you look at some of these people that make jewelry or work with diamonds or just different crafts i mean they train their whole life they usually learn it from their fathers and sometimes it's second third fourth generation
1: From their grandfathers, it's passed down. Well, this guy's grandfather was a slave. His father was a slave.
0: He learned how to make bricks and carried them on his back like a meal from them. That's all he got. That's all he got from his natural lineage. That was all that was passed down to him naturally. But now comes the supernatural on this man. And God passes something directly from heaven into this man's life, fills him with the Holy Ghost, releases knowledge and wisdom and understanding and all manner of craftsmanship into this man. All of a sudden, his mind is anointed with creativity. His hands are anointed to be able to make with his hands, create with his hands what he's able to see in his mind. Because it's one thing to be able to see it here. It's another thing to be able to actually make it happen. So now he's able to apply the anointing in all manner of craftsmanship. To design artistic works. To work in gold and silver and bronze. As a slave, the only silver, gold or bronze he ever saw was on the Egyptians. Could not touch it. Never probably even touched gold in his life let alone work with it. He saw the gold on the Egyptian masters. And if he ever dared touch it, he would be a dead man. So now he's able to do something, work with something. He's only seen from a distance, but never even touched or handled. And now God's anointed him to work with gold, bronze, (laughs) silver,
1: in cutting jewels for setting. Do you know what it,
0: I, I studied this out, cutting jewels. It is a, it's a very, 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 very difficult craft, cutting jewels. Takes years and years and years and years to learn and practice. And all of a sudden, the, the anointing comes on this man. He can cut jewels. Things he's only seen from a distance, never even touched in his life. Using tools he's never touched in his life. You need tools to cut jewels. But now he's supernaturally equipped. He's supernaturally equipped. He probably
1: even has to make his own tools now. To cut these jewels. Who's going to teach him? Where where is he going to get tools to cut jewels? He's going to have to make his own
0: tools to cut these jewels. In carving wood. My God. I mean, gold and silver, bronze is not enough. Cut jewels and now he's got to carve wood. To work in all manner of
1: artistic workmanship. And God has put in
0: his heart the ability to teach in him. And Aholiab, the son of Ahisamech, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do all manner of work of the engraver and the designer. And the tapestry maker in blue, purple, and scarlet thread. So now they can actually work with fabric too. And fine linen and of the weaver they can weave now make their own fabric those who do every work and those who design artistic works look at what the anointing
1: did in the life of these men totally out of obscurity
0: they get anointed and god releases into them the supernatural skill set supernatural knowledge and wisdom and understanding to be able to do these things it's phenomenal what an amazing what an amazing thing here
1: could god anoint
0: you to do something no one ever in your family has ever done could god anoint you to be able to do something you've only seen from a distance And don't even have the education for. Or the experience.
1: Could God anoint you. To be able to create things. That you can only dream about. Could God. Anoint you and raise you out of obscurity. A man who never even had a pair of shoes till he was 13. to be able to put shoes on feet of young children i mean come on
0: there's so many applications of the anointing we have to learn how to tap into them because i have seen over the years christians they know they know how to come and get touched roll on the floor in church but when they go outside they don't know what to do with the anointing it's important that we understand this anointing is not just something for a service so we can have a miracle. Have a good time, but this is an empowerment, a divine grace, a divine empowerment for you to be launched into your destiny and to be able to fulfill something. Whatever God's called you to do, I mean, to to raise you up, to supernaturally equip you with the
1: skill set that you need. And to be able to teach it to others. To be able to teach it to others because because we live in a critical time. We live in a very critical time in the church world. Much of the church is in poverty. Much, much of the church is subject to the world system. They don't know how to rise up. The boundaries have been set on the church,
0: on Christians, by people like this Mohammedan Caliph, the modern day versions of that principality or power that spirit of the antichrist that's an antichrist against the anointing you have to understand the spirit of antichrist is the spirit of anti-anointing the devil will do everything in his power to keep the christians from tapping into the anointing and rising up he's against the anointing he's a hindrance to the anointing he does not want you to be anointed because he knows the devil knows the moment you're anointed it's over for him you'll become a supernatural being You'll go to a whole new level in terms of creativity and success. You'll break through. The yokes of bondage will be broken. The burdens will be lifted. And God will release into you things that you could only dream about. And you'll, now you find yourself doing things. And you're like, wow. And you're beside yourself because it's like you don't even recognize yourself. I can't believe that's my smitty. I can't believe that's my smitty. People will have to go, I, we can't believe that's Jesus of Nazareth.
1: Joseph's son, the carpenter. Wow, now he's walking on the water and raising the dead. Feeding thousands of people with just a little bit of bread and fish. What manner of man is this? A supernatural man. What manner of woman is this? A supernatural woman. Having the gift of divine grace. Rising up. To fulfill things. That people can only dream about. Doing things people can only dream about. These men were pioneers. These men were pioneers. They did
0: things no one had ever done before in their nation, in their generation. No one had ever done that before. No Israelite had ever done what
1: they had done. They were pioneers. You better have the anointing to be a pioneer. Pioneers are mostly
0: misunderstood. Their generation never accepts accepts them. Only after they're dead now, they're like, wow, what a man of God. (laughs) What a man of God. (laughs) Their generation hated them, persecuted them. They become famous after they're dead. (laughs) Pioneering. There's a a spirit of a pioneering. You need to understand there's a spirit of pioneering on this church. Because the Lord sent me and my wife here as pioneers to do things no one had ever done before. We've done things that people told us can't be done in Turkey. We've done it. And, and it's only the beginning. There are more things that we're going to do that have never been done before. So there's a spirit of pioneering here. And so if you tap into that spirit, you can now use that anointing to pioneer in the realm of the, in the marketplace, in business, in other areas. You can, you can tap into that spirit, that anointing to pioneer. Hallelujah. Because that anointing to pioneer ministry can also. Turn into the anointing to be an entrepreneur in business.
1: If you learn how to tap into
0: it, if you, if you attach, I mean, if you just grab a hold of it, you know, you can come and casually sit here or you can just say, bless God, I'm going for it. I'm going to grab everything. you got to be like Elisha, I will not leave you. 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 I'm grabbing onto you. I will not leave you. Get away from me. I will not leave you. Get away from me. I will not leave you. Get away from me. I will not leave you. Get away from me. me. I will not leave you. What do you want? I want a double portion of that anointing.
1: If you see me. If you see me going to another level.
0: If you see me go to another level, you'll have it. Yeah. If you see
1: me go to another level, Amen. Hallelujah!
0: Sabro blaste que la bacaya da soto. Ramabrosa tilia arrendala bocoste bristel, ramande nanasto raboya sebrende, marande alcasoto, rosse telibanda la baquia rosondo barandeia. I tell you, there's an anointing here. There's an anointing here. That you can tap into.
1: Could God anoint you to do something no one in your family has ever done before? Could God anoint you to do something no one in your nation has ever done before? Could
0: God fill you with this spirit with all manner of craftsmanship, with knowledge and wisdom and understanding, and with creativity? Could God anoint you to have this divine picture the holy spirit will take and paint that picture on the canvas of your heart and you'll carry this on the inside of you it'll be like a picture a divine picture on the in your heart a divine picture you see and then now you look where you're at and the pictures don't really match but i'm telling you right now all things are possible every word of god is possible because whatever he has imprinted or burnt into your spirit shall be fulfilled by the anointing it's only the anointing it's only by the spirit not by might not by power but only by the spirit my god the anointing is falling in this place the anointing is falling in this place if you see me Said the prophet, go to another level. You'll step into a whole new level yourself. you got to see somebody. Anointing, the anointing cannot be taught. It must be caught. You have to catch it. You have to catch it. You have to catch it from the Spirit of God. You have to catch it from the Spirit of God. It comes by impartation. The spirituals come by impartation, not by teaching. Paul said to the Romans, I desire to come to you so that I may may impart a spiritual gift or a spiritual to you. I may impart something spiritual. I may impart a spiritual dimension into your life. Come here, brother George. That which you see in your spirit that which you see in your spirit that which the Lord has painted in your spirit even on that one day when you were up here worshiping it was only the beginning stay faithful to the call keep yourself pure don't be tainted by the things of that you see even in ministry don't be tainted by things that you see in people's lives protect your heart because if, if you have to protect your heart because that picture is in your heart you don't protect your heart that picture becomes like out of focus have you ever seen a picture that's out of focus and has bad coloring it is ugly you want to keep the picture pure you want to keep the picture pure the picture has to remain pure in your heart the one-eyed shoemaker wanted to make sure that he had a pure life I mean the guy gouged out his eye But when they looked for a man to move the mountain he was the one because he had kept himself pure all of his life just a shoemaker all of his life just a shoemaker but in the secret when no one saw he kept himself pure and then in public God used him to do the greatest miracle of his generation my God I feel it in public in public right in front of powers and principalities the greatest miracle of his generation that's even talked about today because he kept himself pure in private God used him in a powerful way in public that's the key that's the key to the anointing that's the key to the application of the anointing moses 40 years in the wilderness desert by himself given up and then comes the voice of the lord from the burning bush (laughs) i've called you to be a deliverer of my people and god works through him signs and wonders No one had ever seen before. The greatest, one of the greatest miracles ever took place. Parting of the Red Sea. (laughs) I mean, just amazing stuff. Here's a young man named Joshua. Sent to spy out a land. Comes back. Gives a faith report. Everybody turns against him. Everybody. It's only him and Caleb that believe God. A whole nation will not believe turn their back on God and they perish but when God raises up a new generation it is Joshua who is chosen be strong Joshua be strong Joshua no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life be strong Joshua for I am with you fear not go and possess the land And he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He lived like that. For 40 years, he kept himself pure. When it was time for God to raise up another leader, it was Joshua that was chosen. And God anointed him to lead the nation from victory to victory to victory to victory. I would have to say, even greater than parting of the red sea or moving the mountain he commanded the sun and the moon to stand still the greatest physical miracle recorded in the bible unbelievable stuff could god anoint you like he anointed joshua could god use you like he used Bezalel and A or a Holiab, son of a Hissamach. Could God anoint you? If you see me go to a new level, you'll see. You'll receive a double portion. You gotta see somebody go. You gotta see. You gotta see it. You got. You've got to see it. See before he saw Elijah go with his physical eyes, he had already seen him go in his spirit. He had four opportunities and he said, no, 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 I will not let you go because I, <laughs> I, 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 I have a stirring in my spirit. You're about to leave and I have an opportunity to receive a double portion. I'm not going to be denied. I am not going double portion. And he kept pressing in and he kept pressing in and he kept pressing in and he kept pressing in. Rose de la Could God anoint you to do something no one in your generation has ever done? Could God anoint you to do something no one in your nation has ever done? That's why the devil the spirit of antichrist is already in the world and it's coming to the church to cause an offense against the Holy Ghost against the power of God keep the church in the natural in total defeat in a, in a low level that the church can never rise up that's why I, I don't care I, I don't even care what they, somebody sent me yesterday or was it yesterday or Friday they have another youtube video attacking the ministry now i don't really even care they're attacking the joy i just i just laughed along because it was my meeting i felt the anointing somebody watched it and felt offended i i felt the anointing writing stuff attacking me you know some kind of indian indian guru spirit or something i don't even know i've never heard about it i mean i'm accused of things i've never heard about so it's whatever man when you've been criticized by the experts who cares about the little spurts and even Moses was criticized even Moses what a leader and he's criticized by his own people so hey it just comes with the territory so don't expect everybody to love you because you're anointed forget it laugh it off ha 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 (laughs) thank God for the joy of the Lord man I'm telling you (laughs) Ah, what are they saying again oh this time (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah it's not my loss it's their loss I've learned how to tap into the anointing I don't, I don't even care. I'm going to a new level. I'm not going to be the same again. I'm going to keep going up higher and higher and higher. There are realms that I haven't even tapped into yet. My God, it's only the beginning. <laughs> it's only the beginning. Everything we've done till now has just been preparation. Everything you've done till now has just been preparation. You're in process. My, my, glory, glory, Jesus, glory, glory to God. Sally is the Oh, my, my, my. You know, the devil can't stop you. The only one that can stop you is you. Other people can't stop you. The critics can't stop you. The mockers can't stop you. They can't stop you. The only one that can stop you is you. You just got to be determined. I will not be denied. I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm pressing in. I'm, I'm going through this thing i'm going up higher i'll i'll move up higher i'll move up higher jesus the anointing is the supernatural equipment to get the job done lift your hands right now thank you jesus Lord, what you've done for others, you'll do for us. For you are no respecter of persons. What you've done for others, you'll do for us. We're all candidates for greatness. Lord, I thank you for a release, and I felt this a spirit of a pioneer to come upon this church or it's been on this church but I just have to proclaim it and and people tap into it A a pioneering spirit 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 rest upon you to do things no one in your family or in your generation or in your nation has ever done before no one in your community has ever done before and you better be careful because when you start to rise up in the anointing even in people in your community and I'm talking, speaking to your African community or your Filipino community because it's a smaller community here even and the smaller the community gets sometimes the harder it is because everybody knows everything and there's competition and jealousy and a lot of gossip you got to shut your ears off to all of that you cannot try to please those people you cannot try to please those people you listen to me right now you cannot try to please those people they'll attack you for being different they will attack you I'm telling you mark my words they will attack you for being different they attack me they say I'm not Turkish enough What 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 do you even mean I'm not Turkish enough spirit of the lord came upon saul the bible says he became like a different man i became a different man when the fire of god came on me i'm I'm different yes you are right i'm not turkish enough how many turks carry the fire of god come on how many africans in this city carry the fire of god come on you're going to be different but your difference do not let them mock you for your difference your difference is what makes you better fire! The fire of the Holy Ghost is falling. The fire of the Holy Ghost is falling. The fire, the fire, the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost is falling. Hey, hey, malaste You are different. Be proud of your difference. You're a chosen generation, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. You are firebrands, you're new creatures. Ah, whoo! my god i feel the anointing Ah. it's stripping away I, i just i hear it right now stuff is just being broken off for people right now in the name of jesus by the anointing by the anointing burdens are being removed yokes are being destroyed right now in the name of jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Ronoma Lai Sipelidiandalabaia Siliho. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Never the same again. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When they come against you. And they say, you're different. Hold your head up high. Stick your chest out and say, Yes, I am. I'm anointed. Nothing to be ashamed of don't allow them to put any kind of shame on you because you're anointed I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost I'm not ashamed of the gospel it is the power of God I'm not ashamed of the power of God don't be ashamed your own brothers like Joseph will envy you for the coat of many colors for the visions the dreams the anointing that's on you They'll envy you. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord because the very people that try to destroy you will one day need you because of the anointing. They'll criticize you for it, but when they need a miracle, they'll come to you because you have the anointing and they know that they can't go anywhere else. <laughs> Jesus. That's why you got to walk in forgiveness. Don't, don't, when they're offended with you, don't be offended with them. The same people will come around. And then you'll be able to look them in the eye and say, what the enemy went for evil, God turned for good. And you'll feed them. You'll feed them. The very people that turn on you and fall at your feet. Just how it goes. So yes, with the supernatural empowerment will also come persecution. And God can only use you to the level that you can handle criticism. The moment you back down because of the criticism, then you're, it's over. You're just giving in to the enemy. So, you're not going to give in. Not going to give in, not going to give up. No way. No way. As for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. I don't care what anybody else does. If I'm the last one left on the planet, I'm going to serve the Lord. If I'm the last one left on the planet who believes the word of God, I'm going to believe the word of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. divine imprint Holy Spirit paints the divine picture in the canvas of your heart and you need the anointing to fulfill it keep yourself pure committed totally surrendered totally yielded total obedience people don't preach obedience anymore because they preach grace as if grace doesn't have anything to do with obedience i just don't even understand that they think every time you start preaching obedience they think you're preaching the law i'm not preaching the law i'm preaching obedience obedience to the spirit of god Come on. Grace doesn't mean disobedience. Are you kidding me? Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival and by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.